everyone. This is Akash with Sunday Afternoons or For Apollo. I hope you all are having a wonderful Sunday afternoon so far. Um, I've had quite an odd couple of months, days, weeks. Um, so I just wanted to preface with that for a little bit before we get into the actual episode. So, um, I've been super, uh, inconsistent (laughs) with my, uh, posting schedule here. Um, couple reasons for that, mostly the fact that I am still in college, so my days are, uh, taken up by homework assignments and exams, so I haven't been super consistent, um, partly because of that and partly because I've actually been traveling a lot, uh, against probably better judgment, but, um... I was, uh, you know, heading home to, uh, my family, um, late last semester, starting maybe December 10th or so, um, and then from there, it's been a trip to India, actually, to visit some family members, um, my eldest cousin on my mother's side got married recently, so it was kind of just going there, seeing everybody, since I may not have time this year, um, well, the rest of this year. Um, another reason could be just the fact that I've, I was in a huge, um, religious slump last year, if that makes any sense. Um, I was super, super depressed. Um, I was not in a good headspace and I couldn't ever make myself worship except for, you know, once or twice. Um, it was kind of hard to rise out of, uh, especially with, you know, other concerns that I had, um, about my mental health, you know, trauma, dealing with stuff like that. Um, so I'm starting off this semester with a bit of a pep in my step. I've, uh, I guess, um, gotten myself out of that little funk. Um, I actually put up my altar pretty much within the third week of being in college. Um, Normally it'd take me a little longer. Uh, last last semester was horrible. I couldn't even put up my altar some days. Um, after coming back home, you know, just because my dad comes all the way to my college to pick me up, and if he sees my altar, it'll be questions of, oh, are you still Hindu or not? And, you know, they're very conservative about that. Um, so this semester is starting off a little bit better. Um, I'm, you know, in my senior year, I'm getting old now, um, I have, uh, made a lot of steps, I think, towards trying to understand myself and where I stand, um, in terms of, you know, both mental health, physical health, um, education, stuff like that, um, so I'm just trying to, you know, keep that momentum and push through these next couple of months, um, So, another thing that I just wanted to briefly mention is that it is totally normal and okay to have slumps within your faith. Um, You know, this last semester I was feeling a lot of guilt because I couldn't worship. Like, it was paralyzing, almost, um, because of the educational choices that I'd made and the the choices that I... um, made in with regards to the classes I took uh I had a lot of regrets because I was struggling so much and I couldn't understand how to recuperate from that 
I couldn't understand how to fix my grades, you know, no matter how much I tried to make myself study, it just couldn't work. And because of the failure I felt with regard to my education, it transferred over into my worship. And I, I, some days I couldn't even like, you know, just send a prayer. Some days I couldn't even address them. Um, especially Apollon, you know, this whole <laughs> podcast is kind of about him almost, um, and my relationship to him, but I really struggled, um, to address him because I felt so ashamed of where I stood in my education. Now, some would say that's a little, you know, um, how do I put this? It's a little dramatic, maybe, um, a little, a little excessive, possibly, um, but it was, you know, it's part of my childhood stuff where, you know, grades and education has always been a weak point for me, so when that goes wrong, everything else goes wrong, um, and it was just in a really bad place, and I couldn't make myself face him because I was so ashamed that I couldn't do better, and my shame for classes turn into shame that I'm not able to speak to him in a way that I feel is honoring and respectful because I didn't feel like I could even have the right to be speaking with him. And I told myself that so many times and now I feel kind of sad that I did that to myself, but um, it's all part of the learning process. It's all part of the journey. Um, I've come to understand that, you know, your grades, your education, your career, none of these things define you as a person. And, you know, bad grades or um, a subpar career or, you know, anything else that you feel is insufficient in your life is not um, a reason to demean yourself, right? Um, I had to remind, I, I had to learn and then remind myself that my grades do not determine my worth as a human being. I'm still deserving of love and respect and dignity and honor, and I am still worthy of being treated as an equal by my peers and by those I love. No matter what my grade book may look like, no matter how horribly I've, you know, uh, struggled these past four years. Um, and it took a lot for me to get to that point because I had equated good grades to good person or um, person worthy of love because my, you know, unfortunately my father's love is very conditional depending on my grades, but um, because I felt so, you know, undeserving of love and respect and dignity um, because of the bad grades that I had, I couldn't even, I felt like I couldn't even, you know, talk to Apollo or like look at him. Like, it took me so many months just to put on my altar, and by the time I did, I was exhausted because, uh, you know, like, the spoon theory that, pe you know, people with disability often use to describe their experiences of the kind of effort it takes to live with disability. I use battery as kind of, like, a comparison uh, for my mental health. I was low battery every single time I had to do anything major. Not even, even minor. Like I said, putting up my altar took so much effort. Um, and, you know, it's it's normal to have struggles like that. Um, humans as a species are very uh, emotionally vulnerable and delicate. And in my time as a human adult, 
and in my time as a woman, as a man, as a queer person of color in America, um, the kind of stresses we endure here as a means of surviving under capitalism, um, they can influence, influence us in so many ways. Mental health is one of them, physical health is another, you know, your relationship with spirituality and religion and worship is also a part of it, you know, so don't put yourself down for not being able to, um, push through some of this stuff. It's not easy at all. Um, I acknowledge your struggles, I acknowledge your concerns, your fears, your worries. You're allowed to have those. You're allowed to struggle. You're allowed to be upset that you're struggling. <laughs> I mean, I didn't let my, I didn't give myself a break for any of that. I was just constantly, man, I'm so ashamed. Constantly, I can't. How do I even talk to him? Like I couldn't. I I had actually begun more heavily worshiping Gaudi because I didn't feel worthy of worshiping Apollo, even though they're both gods they just do their thing they give us love they give us support um and in my you know depressed somewhat delusion i couldn't see that his love for me was unconditional <laughs> and i got so depressed about it too um so i just kind of wanted to say that like i understand kind of for some of you i may understand what you're dealing with and it's okay to deal with that um, no one's saying that you have to be perfect because that's not real- realistic. Um, no one's saying that you have to be, you know, the most consistent, um, you know, like amazing worshiper in the world. You just need to do what works for you. And it took me a long time to learn that, um, which is why I'm imparting this knowledge onto you. Um, because it was hard for me to learn that and it was emotionally taxing i had several breakdowns um both while i was in the u.s and when i went to india um because it was emotionally difficult and because you know in my inability to see apollo's unconditional love i had um i kind of pushed him away i think because i was like why would he love me? I'm not doing any of his, I'm not following any of his, um, values. How am I worthy of him? And he felt so distant to me the entire semester, and I couldn't understand why I felt so separated from him. Um, and it's only now that I'm kind of, like, feeling his warmth a little. I'm actually tearing up, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I just kind of wanted to explain my story a little bit, and I hope that helps y'all, because... You know, religious struggles, emotional struggles, psychological struggles, all of those are interconnected. Humans are very complicated. Humans are very, um, needy. Not in a, it's not a bad thing to be needy. We just need a lot of things because our brains are so, like, screwed from centuries and centuries and centuries of struggle. Um, some of us more than others, others less than others, you know. Everybody's different, but... Having those struggles doesn't make you a bad person. Having those struggles doesn't mean they're going to last forever. And <laughs> having those struggles doesn't mean you're the only one facing it. Um, of course, you may seem al- feel alone at times when dealing with this kind of stuff. Um, I know I certainly did. But just try to reach out to the gods. Just, just even if you feel like you're not worthy, just try. Because I didn't and it really hurt. Um... 
I reached out to Asterion once because I was um, so hurt by my, uh, you know, trigger warning here, but I was so, um, I was having a breakdown about my sexual trauma and his presence and his story kind of brought me to tears in a way I couldn't explain um and he comforted me to my surprise I don't know why that surprised me but you know it's just just trying that will at least relieve you a little bit of that guilt of oh I don't deserve them because no you do you deserve love and respect and you deserve affection from your deities um no matter what it looks like everybody's different um everyone's relationship with the gods is different but you're allowed to reach out to them no matter what you're experiencing um so yeah that was just kind of my message for now um i just wanted to get that out there and kind of explain myself a little and also you know talk about the um emotional you know you know struggling part for a little bit so y'all can you know at least hear and um understand that it's okay to be dealing with that kind of stuff in your faith it's totally normal it happens to everyone um and reach out to somebody if it's even if you can't reach out to the gods and it feels uncomfortable reach out to a friend you know someone who can help um because struggling alone is a lot worse like for just in general you know it hurts to be alone um you probably can't deal with your situation alone especially if it's you know, an outside thing and not, like, an internal, you know, trauma or whatever, um, having help helps, so go for it, um, if anyone wants to reach out to me either, like, that's totally fine, um, my Tumblr is, uh, live by the word of Apollo, you know, dashes that whole thing, um, all lowercase, I think that's a common thing on Tumblr, um, but yeah, it's it's gonna be okay. You're gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, sorry for uh, not posting that often. I'll, I'll try at least. I'll try this semester. I have a little bit more time actually. Um, so we'll we'll get through this. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Thank you. Now, on to the main portion of today's episode. I want to talk about prayers, in, specifically in Hellenic polytheism. Um, so, as you all know, I have a very Hindu background. Um, prayers for us were, you could do it however you wanted. Some people spoke them, spoke them out loud. Um, some people would say that, you know, just say it in your heart, in your head, um, to themselves. Some people would, you know yell it out loud so everybody could hear um so it kind of just depended on how the person wanted to do it prayers were a very individual thing your relationship to god though other people come in and judge um was very much your choice now Hellenic polytheism um according to bearing the ages which is actually um their tumblr account has a lot of great info on there um and the uh uh, the Discord server, which I mod for, which is, you know, Gor- um, Gorgonea, um, actually does refer to them a lot. Um, so it's it's a pretty fantastic resource. Now, according to them, a prayer and a hymn in Hellenic polytheism um, are very, very different. A hymn is kind of a 
general praising of a deity, right? It's a celebration of who they are, it's saying why they're amazing and why they should bless us. Um, it's often sung out loud. Um, there's probably dancing and stuff involved too, especially at big festivals. Um, and it was usually a tool by which people could, you know, ask things of the gods while participating in a happy environment, right? Because let's say you're trying to pray to, um, I don't know, Lord Zeus to, you know, help your child get, um, get better after illness, right? If, if let's say Zeus is the deity of, deity of the home, um, you would ask, please, please, please help heal my son, right? But that'd be different from, hey, you're awesome. Hey, could you also, like, make the rains really good this year so we all can eat food, right? So it's a very, like, at, like let's say, um, a festival for a pollen, right? Um, so it's, it's very much about intent, I think, from what I read on their Tumblr. Um, and from my understanding, it seems like prayers are often very ritualistic. Um, hymns can be, I don't know, the way Bearing the Age said it, hymns seem to be a little bit more freeform. Um, there aren't really specific, like, posture and behaviors to do when doing it, because it's, you know, a song to please the gods and ask them in that motion of pleasing hey could you also help me with this it's like saying hey man you're looking really good today also can i borrow five bucks like you know that kind of a deal um but prayers are very very uh, the way they say it seem a little bit stricter where if you're praying to the ironic deities um you would have to stand up arms raised to the heavens uh and call call out the prayer Whereas if you were praying to a Chthonic deity, you know, you'd have your hands kind of facing downwards towards the earth. Um, and, you know, it was, it was a pretty small explanation. I'm not sure that they, um, I'm not sure they really expanded on it too much, but... I mean, see, that's the thing, though. Even within the hymn, there is a section for a prayer to the deity, kind of at the end. Um, hymns, you know, not just in Holy polytheism, but in most cultures, seem to be to get the attention of the deity. Um, and then prayers are the request for help, as I understand it. Um, Bearing the Ages said something similar hymns are a means to get a divine spotlight upon you because without it your prayer will fall on fall upon deaf ears this is why hymns and prayers always go together in the typical structure of ancient hellenic ritual one is useless without the other now um let me tell you a little bit of a funny and somewhat concerning anecdote um, recently, I, well, you know, when I went on my trip to India, I had, I was on a plane, um, obviously, because I can't, I'm not going on a boat, that'd be like years, um, but when we were in the plane, it was me, my father, and my younger brother, um, the three of us were sat together, and the, there was suddenly a lot of turbulence, I mean, the, um, this, the seatbelt light went on, um, all the, uh, flight attendants were rushing to their seats to sit down um it was a lot of 
heavy, heavy movement. We were all very afraid. I believe this was on the flight to Istanbul. Um, and so, because it was a connecting flight, you know. And in that moment, I was petrified. Like, I had never been so scared before in my life. Like, even when I was a kid, we never had this much turbulence on a plane. Um, And the first thing I did was start praying to Lord Hermes to get us to Istanbul safely. Like, I cannot explain how terrified I was. I mean, I was doing... um, So in Hinduism, there's like a specific way to count if you're doing um like a session of prayer basically it's called japa japa is um like ritualized repetitions of a a certain specific prayer or hymn basically um so the entire time i was just praying to hermes just like please get us there safe please get us there safe like hara hermes hara hermes like every single second um and counting with the japa like counting method and it was of course i said it to myself like in my head because my dad would be like why are you praying to some random deity there's a we're hindu um but that was that moment of terror where i was just gripped by fear because i i mean i hate planes already they're not fun at all um and when that happened I, my heart was like quaking i was just like this has to go well i will not accept any other way this has to we have to get there um and i just remember at the very end just being like oh thank thank hermes like i swear to god because you know it was it was that moment of fear right like oh my god am i gonna die like i was terrified um but that little that little instance of prayer is what stood out to me the most because I'd never prayed like that before ever, um, not with that much like fervor and fear. Um, I think I had included Lord Apollon and Makari in that too, in that like little section, um, just to the three of them like in a row, just back and forth, back and forth, like in circles and circles. Um, but that was a particular instance in which my prayer was very specific and um actually no it was the opposite it wasn't specific it was just broad it was just please help us um whereas if i'm you know in my college dorm doing a ritual for either apollo or edemis or um i don't know lady hera i'd be way more specific be like okay i have a goal here that i'm trying to achieve how do i please them um, but the interesting thing is a lot of my prayers end up being, hey, please help me with this one aspect of my life. Um, they rarely are like, hey, you're really cool and also please help me. Um, which is something I've just recently noticed. Um, when I'm doing rituals, of course, it's a little bit different. I will, uh, <laughs> I would tend to, um, like praise them but like with the songs that i like like i would sing them something that they particularly enjoy um uh for example um let's say mm, i don't know uh if i was doing something for apollon where i'm like oh hey um thank you for everything you're really cool i hope you have a great day but it wouldn't it and it'd be like not really followed by anything else um but my means of prayer are very different i suppose um 
other Hellenic polytheists may do it differently. I know some people are very ritualistic and follow the ancient way of prayer and him. Um, I, of course, tend to mix and meld my <laughs> methods of prayer and worship um, between Hinduism and Hellenic polytheism. Both are very close to my heart. Um, one is the faith I chose, one, of the, one is the faith I was raised in, right? Um, but it's very interesting that... Um, I mean, I'm sure even in Hinduism, there are probably very, you know, canonical ways to pray and stuff. Um, the biggest thing for us is that you have to have your hands, you know, chest level, pre palms, fingers, everything pressed together. Um, and there is a, a rule, kind of, that it, when you are in a temple and you're praying to a Hindu deity, you shouldn't close your eyes because you're looking directly at the most divine form of that god because unlike in a home um the god the the idols and statues within a temple are um kind of in in the hindu belief imbued with divine energy via a bunch of you know ceremonies and rituals and pujas that they do to ensure that deity recognizes okay this is also one of my forms on earth let me give them some stuff and um, let the humans worship, right? Um, Hellenic polytheism seems to be very different, where it's, it's not so much about, um, it's not so much about the, the deity themselves, it seems to be about what they can do for you, which, uh, that feels rude to me to say, um, but it's, it's very interesting to me that prayer and him in general both tend to have a plea for help, a request of some sort at the end. Um, now mind you, those are perfectly, you're, that's not like a bad thing. Um, but it is just something I didn't expect to notice when, um, doing some of my research for this episode. Um, of course I have my own way of doing things, nobody has to follow my way, no one has to do anything the same as another person, you can do things however you want, um, but that's just been my observation about, um, Hellenic polytheistic prayer. Also, don't mind any background noise, it's probably my roommates, um, I live with three other people, so it can be a little loud at times. Um, but yeah, that's kind of all I wanted to talk about, uh, I don't really have much else to say, um, but yeah, I mean, this was a super short episode, uh, considering everything else, but, um, if you guys have any other episodes you want to hear, or, like, any topics you want me to talk about, or even if you want to, like, want me to talk to somebody else while, you know, also doing this, like, have someone come, like, as a ho- as a- what's the word? Um, guest on the show, then, sure, we can try that, I guess. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, and have a wonderful evening and afternoon. Bye!